Hey everybody, welcome to Kern Talks Monday edition, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church's podcast where we revisit the message from the previous day. I'm Chris DeCue, the worship leader and producer at Kern Church. We know you're busy and maybe don't have time to watch the video for a whole service. Well, we got you covered with Kern Talks. With that said, let's hear Pastor Donna Hester's message from September 13th. Our scripture this morning is from Exodus chapter 14 verses 19 through 31. God's messenger, who had been in front of Israel's camp, moved and went behind them. The columns of cloud moved from the front and took its place behind them. It stood between Egypt's camp and Israel's camp. The cloud remained there, and when darkness fell, it lit up the night. They didn't come near each other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord pushed back the sea by a strong east wind all night, turning the sea into dry land. The waters were split into two. The Israelites walked into the sea on dry ground. The waters formed a wall for them on their right hand and on their left. The Egyptians chased them and went into the sea after them. All of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and cavalry. As morning approached, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian camp from the column of lightning and cloud and threw the Egyptian camp into a panic. The Lord jammed their chariot wheels so that they wouldn't turn easily. The Egyptians said, Let's get away from the Israelites because the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, so that the waters come back and covers the Egyptians, their chariots, and their cavalry. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. At daybreak, the sea turned into its normal depth. The Egyptians were driving toward it, and the Lord tossed the Egyptians into the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the cavalry. Pharaoh's entire army that had followed them into the sea, not one of them remained. The Israelites, however, walked on dry ground through the sea. The waters formed a wall for them on their right hand and on their left. The Lord rescued Israel from the Egyptians that day. Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the amazing power of the Lord against the Egyptians. The people were in awe of the Lord and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. This ends the reading of God's holy word 
For us, the people of God, thanks be to God. The story continues. And I think we all agree as the story continues today, the story gets more exciting. If you will remember, we left the story with the Israelites having gathered their one-year-old male lamb used the blood from it to mark their doorposts and the lintel, roasted the lamb, had the first fast food meal as they sat ready to go, dressed with their sandals, with their walking stick in their hand, waiting for the Passover of God, waiting for the final plague to hit Egypt. And that final plague was the plague of death. The plague in which God killed each of the firstborn of Egypt. From the firstborn in the Pharaoh's palace all the way to the firstborn of the flocks and the herds. It was devastating. Those homes marked with the blood of the lamb were passed over. And when Pharaoh realized what had happened, it was it. The end had come. He said to Moses, get the people, get out of here in his anguish. And so, with their walking sticks in hand, the Israelites grabbed the bread that did not have time to rise, and they headed out of Egypt. But that's not the end of the story. The end of the story gets more exciting, and it's like an action-packed adventure movie. And there's always been that action and adventure that raced through my mind even as a child when I heard this story. As they leave Egypt, and as they have made their way out, Pharaoh once again out of his anguish, realizes what he's losing. He realizes that the slaves are leaving. Somewhere in the tune of 600,000 people are leaving. And he goes back on his word once more. He goes back on the fact that they've left and he sends his chariots, he sends his cavalry, he sends everybody after the Israelites. But God stays between the Israelites and the Egyptians by day with a cloud and by night with a cloud of fire. And then they get to the sea. 
And it looks like the end might be near. But no, God says to Moses, lay out your staff. And when he does that, the waters part. God breathes a wind from the east that parts. And there's water to the left and water to the right and dry ground in front of them. And the Israelites enter into the dry ground and make their way through the sea. The Egyptians follow. But the Egyptians' chariots get caked up with mud. The Egyptians are slowed down. And as the Israelites depart the sea, God says again to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea. And the sea returns to its normal depth. The wall to the right and the wall to the left come together. And the sea returns And the Israelites realize all that God has done for them as they watch the waters take care of the Egyptians. They realize how God has rescued them from the Egyptians. They realize the power and the might that God has. And they believe in God. And besides that, if you remember a few weeks ago as they questioned who this Moses character was and why he should lead them, they trust in him as well as a servant of the Lord. And our first scripture of praise this morning really follows this portion of scripture as it's the praise and the song of Moses and the praise and the song of Miriam as they celebrate and worship all that God has done for the Israelites. It's a story of faith. It's a story of trust. It's a story of recognizing the promises of God recognizing just how powerful God is. And if you trust God, God's promises are available to you. I remember as a youth attending church camp, and I remember in the dining hall, especially after meals, one of the songs we would sing was I will sing unto the Lord. And it's a song that echoes the songs of Moses and the song of Miriam. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and rider thrown into the sea. The Lord my God, my strength and song, has now become my victory. 
It was a song we loved. To be honest, it was a song we didn't quite understand, but it was fast-paced, it was exciting, and the sound filled the dining hall. I understand that song more these many years later and how it celebrates, especially for the Israelites, God's protection, God's promise, and God's care. A moment, a moment in time where belief, trust, and faith come together. And that's the only thought of the moment. The thought of how great our God is. How great our God takes care of us. When have you had such a moment in your life? When have you come to the point that you understood that God's promises are real for you? When have you come to the point that your faith and your trust are deeply enveloped in God's care and God's protection? Hopefully we have all had those moments. Over the last 18 months, which really is the time frame that I have been deeply concerned, deeply aware of Kern, there have been two people who help us to understand what it is to put our faith and our trust in God. Just before I had my introduction with the staff parish committee, Kern learned of an estate gift that was coming. Since then, that estate gift has been joined by another. And there are two individuals whom I never knew. I never will know. But they are two individuals I would like to know. Two individuals that I would like to ask questions about their faith and trust in God. Two individuals I'd like to question as I have others in my ministry who display a faith and a trust in God's care and God's protection and God's love that I want to understand and I want to have what they have. These two individuals have been described to me as quiet, as faithful, 
but they're individuals who trusted God. And part of the trust and faith that they showed was leaving a legacy, leaving an estate gift to Kern. But it doesn't stop with them. It doesn't stop with their understanding of how God had been a part of their lives. It also talks a lot about Kern. Because they gave their gifts without a designation. They gave their gifts understanding that they not only had a faith and trust in God, but there was a trust in Kern as well. There was a trust that Kern followed the instructions of God. Kern was the servant who laid out what God called us to do. They have given a gift. Trusting in a church that follows the love, the care, and the call of God. And they have left a gift that allows us to be a part of God's promises. Who knows how we will be called to use these gifts. But the amazing part that I have come to think a lot about over the last few weeks, and especially with this Exodus story and this portion this morning is, when we stand at the sea, when we stand at the sea and God says, stretch out your hands and do this to show my love and my care, we may have the ability we might not have the means of the moment, but we have been given the gift that whatever we need to stretch out our hands and follow God and God's promises, we are able to do it. The Exodus story is a story that goes beyond just the Israelites leaving Egypt and slavery. The Exodus story is a story of how the Israelites learn of God's love and protection. A story of how they find ways to follow, to trust, and to be the servants of the Lord. It's a story not just of leaving Egypt and slavery, but it's a story of 
being able to remember all that they've heard about the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, and praising God, worshiping God. It's a story that while it happened so many, many, many years ago, it's a story that we need to remember. A story we need to participate in. A story that we need to know that God's protection and love and care is with us. We've talked throughout this time about our plague, the plague of COVID. But God is still with us. God still cares for us and protects us and provides for us. May we look to the promises of God May we realize just how deep our faith and trust in God and God's servants can be. And may we praise God through every moment. Oh, the excitement and oh, the joy of the Israelites. There was no more slavery in Egypt. They're moving toward the promised land and they're being cared for by the promises of God. There's dancing, there's tambourines, there's singing praises. They're praising and worshiping God. Oh, the joy. Oh, the excitement. Of Israel. May we feel that joy and excitement, and may we praise and worship as well. Amen. Receive now this blessing. May the God who protects and defends keep you in safety, mercy, and love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.